Hello and good day, relatives. I want to welcome everybody back to the Brothers Keeper edition of the New Tradition Podcast. My name is Jeremy Fields. First and foremost, I want to shout out everybody that's been following along, people that have been reaching out via social media to let us know what they think. We're really happy to know that what it is that we're sharing out is you know creating a space to, to, to help you along or to provide some guidance or at least some food for thought. And uh, for those of you that do follow along on our social media, um, you more than likely saw the, uh, the post that I released today that stated, brother, don't let the comfort of familiarity deprive you of the life that your ancestors died to give you. I feel like that's a really important statement to consider because we all have an accountability to this life and we all extend from this really powerful lineage of, of effort and intention that brought us to where we are. You know, multiple generations of, of, of prayer, of song, of intention um, so that we could be able to live full and 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 thriving lives so to speak and oftentimes we get caught up in our day-to-day um you know jobs and and functions and life can become very mundane you know uh constantly dealing with just kind of um little daily problems and, and little fires to put out here and there you know we get we get exhausted and tired of doing the same little things and and at times life can become um or i guess can kind of start to seem meaningless, so to speak. But it's important for us to be able to um, know how to bring ourselves back with with, um, a proper perspective of who it is that we are and the purpose and the potential of the lives that we lead, you know. So, um, you know, this message talks about when we're approaching and beginning to engage new and unknown situations because oftentimes because of Growing up as as young people, maybe we didn't have the kind of support and the guidance that we needed, and we found ourselves kind of wandering or stumbling into unfamiliar situations, and um, those situations just completely ran over us because we were unprepared, either because maybe something that was that should have been taught just simply wasn't taught, or maybe the people that were supposed to be there to teach us weren't there. You know, maybe we grew up without a mom or a dad, or maybe they weren't in the healthiest space to be able to equip us with what we needed to be able to engage these situations. But because that was the nature of what happened, you know, and how it is that we experienced it, now it begins to trigger doubt and fear within us when we approach those kinds of things, because we have an an expectancy of failure. You know, and oftentimes with that that failure, we have a we have a tendency to to feel a lot of shame and regret because we we begin to put it on ourselves that there must be something wrong with me. I must be undeserving of good things, or um, I'm I'm incapable. I don't have the capacity to be able to manage life or whatever it is that comes in front of me, which is absolutely anything but the truth. You know, we all have that capability to be able to learn and to grow and to be able to equip ourselves. But oftentimes in our uh, natural instinct of self-preservation, this is the way that our minds and our egos try to protect us from feeling hurt or feeling belittled or diminished. You know, it it, it has an ability to, to kind of set up subconscious walls to be able to say, don't go that direction again, because this is what happened last time and it didn't feel good. But, um, you know, oftentimes that that sense of shame and regret it creates an an um, generalized aversion, you know, uh, to uncertainty and adversity. So that any time we approach uncertainty or even challenge, we automatically, instinctually, emotionally have a reaction to be able to say, "I'm going to go the other direction because 
that's nothing but discomfort on that side. You know, every time I've approached that situation in the past, it's it's been um, a negative experience of failure, and it's left me feeling shame and regret, and I don't want to experience that again. But that's really dangerous because it holds it a, us apart from the most important parts of our life, where we have an ability to gain knowledge and power, where we have an opportunity to be able to grow and evolve into the people that we need to be. And this is really important to understand. Understand because this is one of the things that kind of separates us from um, stepping into healthy uh, maturity in adulthood. Oftentimes, you know, we see um, either ourselves or our counterparts or people within our community who are, you know, 40, you know, 35 and 40 years old, but still are living in a mind state of being a teenager, you know, acting like they're 18 or, or, or 16 or whatever, you know, kind of still dressing the same and acting the same, but it's because they haven't reached that space of, of, of healthy, you know, uh, maturity or, or of growth, you know, but it, it's, it's something that life requires of us, you know, every stage of our lives requires something different of us. And if we're always going to be determined by fear and doubt and shame and regret, we're never going to reach that maturity. We're never going to be able to allow ourselves to engage that growth because growth is uncomfortable. It always is, you know what I mean? And, and especially if you don't understand the nature of challenge, if you haven't reached that space of being able to embrace challenge in knowing that it has an ability to give you power, to give you good things, to elevate you, to to propel you forward, then you're always going to avoid it and you're always going to end up, you know, staying in those spaces. But, um, you know, this, this concept of failure, I think, even in, in our society has become kind of detrimental in and of itself because we've been taught to fear failure as if failure is is the ultimate um, wrong or it's the bad thing, you know, like, and it seems so, I, I guess in hindsight or from an outside perspective, when you look inward at it, it seems so foolish to be able to think that you can be prepared for everything you know, at, at a moment's notice or that you can be constantly approaching new things and that you're you know, somehow magically just supposed to know everything about it in a way that you're not going to fail. But, you know, failure and 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 making a mistake or, or, or stumbling, that's human nature. It's 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 natural, you know, and it it, it is an, an integral part of the learning process because if we don't fail, then we have nothing to kind of gauge our our um, progress by, to be able to understand that this is where I am and this is what I'm capable of now, but the situation in front of me requires a little bit more or it requires something that I'm not familiar with. Now I know what it is that I need to learn. Let me go and learn that. Let me go and, and study and equip myself so that I can come back to this and that I can and I can own the experience and that way I can um, kind of gain that power and, and be able to move forward. But when you begin to pick that up and understand it, you begin to look at failure as a teacher and you can be embracing of it to be able to walk into a situation without fear and say, I'm either going to succeed or I might fail at this, but either way, it ultimately won't really be failure because I'm going to learn something, I'm going to gain something, and then I will come back and try it again and I'll overcome it, you know, and ultimately I'm going to own that experience and I'm going to walk away with the power that whatever this circumstance is, whatever the situation is, whatever this relationship is I'm going to walk away with the power that it has to offer. And that's one of those ways where you really begin to learn to empower yourself is to begin to look out at all of these um, unknowns and unfamiliar spaces and being able to look and see there's something hiding within it that has an ability to um, 
Help me to experience some greatness about myself, you know? And when you begin to look at it that way and begin to become embracing of challenge, life becomes very enjoyable in a creative sense because you become inspired to be able to see you know, that I myself, I'm, I'm like a blank canvas and I have an ability to be able to make this as uh, breathtaking and as beautiful and as grand as I would like it to be, you know, but it's going to take that learning process of going in and, and just seeing what I'm capable of rather than worrying about what the world thinks about you or what other people's opinions are or might be of you. You know, it's not about necessarily pleasing other people or living up to anybody else's expectations, but it's about you learning what you have the capacity to do, what kind of power you have an ability to bring out or what you can teach yourself and equip yourself with, you know? So I, I think in that, in that context, it helps you to understand, um, you know, the difference between comfort and 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 discomfort. You know, whereas we've always been taught that discomfort is something negative, uh, it really isn't. You know, uh, like it, we've we've kind of got those definitions backwards, so to speak. Because in that space of comfort, of course, things um, seem easy. We feel at peace. We feel at ease. But in reality, we're sitting in a space that doesn't challenge us and is very unnatural because it doesn't align with the nature of life in and of itself. When you came into this world and you took your first breath, you met the nature of life, which is adversity, because you had to push back against creation and claim your breath, you know, and, and that was your first taste of adversity, and you've been living within it, working with it every day of your life since. But that space of comfort, it has a tendency to breed complacency and stagnation because you're not being challenged. You're not being pushed to grow. You're not learning. You're just sitting there in a space of, of comfort. And while Rest is good and comfort is good in, in varying degrees that allow you to recharge and recuperate and revitalize yourself. It's not a place that you should be um, residing in or, or staying in for long periods of time. It's, it's, it literally is kind of like taking a nap or taking a moment to sit down and, and regain your strength and then go again, you know, step back into the, to the challenge. Um, and, and, being able to understand that challenge, you know, that that it's that that the discomfort it breeds growth and fulfillment. You know, it helps you to evolve and and experience what it is that you're capable of. It tests your abilities and it and it sharpens you and strengthens you. Um, just like going to the gym, you know, every area of your life is is no different. You know, when you begin to challenge yourself over and over again, you de- you begin to develop internal muscles, mental, emotional, spiritual muscle, so to speak, and and you begin to strengthen and sharpen those things to where you become more and more effective in all of those areas of your life. And at the same time, that discomfort, it leads you into opportunities. There are opportunities on the other side of it for life and love to be able to flow through you in the way that it was intended. When you go out into nature, every living, growing thing faces adversity day in and day out. And it's a perfect example of of what's possible when you allow yourself to embrace it and you allow that life and that love to be able to flow through you. You know what I mean? And you're no different than anything else in this creation. That's the nature of how life works. And when you come into alignment with it, life becomes incredibly powerful and incredibly 
um, enjoyable, so to speak, because you're experiencing yourself at your best. You're allowing yourself to, to feel fulfillment and you're seeing things about yourself that allow you to appreciate your being rather than having to look for other people to validate that for you. So it's really important to be able to to understand and, and choose how it is that you view comfort and discomfort, how it is that you ch- view um, you know challenge and adversity uh, and, and choosing to embrace it rather than um, you know having an aversion to it and always turning and walking the other way. But, you know, kind of coming back to this message, um, all of our ancestors' efforts, you know, they were for us to be able to live full and emboldened lives, you know, and, 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 and that we were supposed to experience life in the way that they knew it. You know, because in, in in a time when what we're aware of that they went through as as um, European expansion came across um, uh, across um, our lands, they knew that our world was changing. You know, and they knew the importance and and the intricacy and the totality of the universe that we you know each of our tribes respectively lived in. That we had a specific life way about us that was complete and whole and beneficial to us, and it allowed us to live um, full and and powerful lives that allowed us to thrive, you know, and we were in, in good and stable places and they wanted that for us, you know, and they gave everything that they could, you know, everything that they had to be able to provide us an opportunity to do so. You know, there was a time when we weren't able to, to practice our ceremonies. We weren't able to pray. We weren't able to sing our songs, all of these different kinds of things. And, um, you know, they would either be killed or they would be arrested or reprimanded somehow, um, for doing that if they were caught and, and, a lot of our relatives, they would sneak off the reservation in a, in, a, in a time when we were put on reservations, and they would find spaces out where they couldn't be be found, and they would they would go out at night and they would hold their ceremonies. They would kind of sing in secret, dance in secret, pray in secret, so that we would still continue to to have those things today. And if they hadn't, we wouldn't be singing the songs that we would today. You know, we wouldn't have the benefit of these spiritual ceremonies and spiritual ways of maintenance that we have today to be able to help us along. You know, and and we have an accountability we have a responsibility to to um fulfill those intentions and, and those prayers that that they put in place for us you know and again not only for them but also because that prayer didn't just belong to us but it belongs to every generation that continues to come after us and we have a responsibility as well to stand in those ancestors place and renew those prayers here and now today and renew those efforts here and now today in in terms of moving forward for everyone that's going to come come after us but that requires us to heal and for us to be able to learn and grow and be in those healthy spaces ourselves. So uh, with that being said, I hope that you um, got something good out of this discussion here. I hope that something resonates with you and, and gives you, again, just some food for thought. And if it did, if you enjoyed it, by all means, please share it with the relatives. You know, the more people that we bring to the table, the more benefit that it has in our families and our communities. So with that being said, thank you all for tuning in. Please reach out to us via social media. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe to the podcast, share out the episodes, um, and we'll see you on the next one. Now waiting.